0: Welcome to another episode of Nerds Who Get Laid Sometimes. Sometimes. I am your host, Nathan, and with me is R.O.T.J. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, nice, I like that. It's just uh, me and TJ. Nobody else is here. Yeah. Shh,
1: don't tell the other three assholes. <laughs> <so we're boring. laughs> Return of the TJ. I like That's it. an extra one between the two of you. Yeah.
0: Mm. Okay, guess the cat's out of the bag There's three other assholes in the room Talking shit (laughs) Talking (laughs) shit, not getting hit Because we're too fat to get up and move across the room (laughs) This week is a special episode Because we're going to predict the future of our nerd-ons Ray's going to read Marvel. Mike's going to play X-Con And read a book Yeah, read a book Uh, Something to do with uh, mechs, aliens Or...
2: Post-apocalyptic medieval. Medieval? My favorite. It all started with a dark tower. Blame Stephen King. Uh,
3: Chuck's going to play XCOM. Yeah, he will. TJ's going to play XCOM.
2: TJ will review uh, if it was worth his free week of
0: uh, playing the PlayStation Now, and I'll do some miscellaneous bullshit. And uh, no, what's really happening is, uh, ch- you know, as uh, you heard uh, last week, was uh, Ray is going to Chicago. Yep. He's actually in Chicago right now, and we are recording. In reason the reason is tail off. We're
3: recording yeah. in the future. I've or been the trying past. I'm not to sure.
2: convince him to bring me deep dish pizza, but he refuses. Oh my god! You better fucking dude. Just just get some dry ice, get some deep dish, and just come to me.
3: I'll just put it in the mail. I'll get uh, one of those. Just freeze it and bring no, it with no. you back on the flight. I like flight. this mail thing. Well, yeah. I, I, I've <laughs> actually I've actually mentioned
2: this multiple times. I'll just get
3: one of those shipping. The, there, yes. is, there is a company yes.
2: for $115 will send you freeze-dried two Chicago deep dish pizzas and like three hot dogs and like some other shit. How much? Uh, like 115 bucks. So okay. okay. can fund that for. Us. Have okay. any
3: of y'all been to Chicago before? No. Yes. I know somebody that lives okay. in Chicago. You do too. Your yeah. brother and I know a classmate. No, no, layover. <clears> I've been there twice. So what are the things I need to eat uh, there? I Deep don't know. That's what I'm. That's what I'm interested in. I'll, I'll get with Janet about that. Okay, that's a good point. Is she still in Chicago? McDonald's Done. on Tilley Park. Best okay. Big Mac. Best Big <laughs> Mac. My favorite pizza, Rhea You know, I, was, <laughs>
0: I remember. One, <laughs> I don't
3: know you're going to say Sabaro. I was watching some God.
0: cooking uh, show of some travel, and I actually heard Chicago has a pretty good Philly. Yeah. To, uh, Which that, is weird.
2: No. Yeah, You ever heard the best Philly cheesesteak. You know day? what I need to do? Philadelphia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: You yeah, know what duh. I need to
3: do? I need to go on the internet and find out where Guy Ferrari has been. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know why I didn't think of this he went, earlier. He went
2: to Metro Cafe in Gainesville. It's really good. Actually, no, went I'm to Jacksonville. Jacksonville in one, in but that's really good. That's actually why I went to it because uh, old Guy was oh, there. Yeah. Metro's really he's good. He's
3: never steered, I've only been to three or four of his places. He's never steered me long Dude, wrong. if
1: I ever win the Powerball, I got to play it first. If I ever win, I want to go to every place he's gone to and just eat Chuck, also I don't know that.
3: if anyone can survive that much Flavor Town. He has.
2: He's gonna come. He's gonna come out <laughs> of it with like bleach blonde hair and some Oakleys, and all his shirts will be on fire—not like fake <laughs> fire. Will <laughs> actually fire. be on fire and right. just like sustaining
4: themselves. You might want to try some of the places that the Man vs. Food Guide did too. <gasps> That's, Ooh true. No. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. True. Yeah. Why would I not want oh, him? to? Oh, him! I don't think Ray
2: me. has enough intestines left to do that. They cut that's a good lot point. of them out. Snip, snap, snip, snap. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, so that's why. We're, that's uh, why we're recording. Uh, we're going to yeah. do a little different. Um, there will be no news. Hopefully, nothing too crazy happens. If so, we'll hit you up
4: next yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. It's not like you're just sitting there
0: well, waiting I mean, for. We'll
1: us. still be on Facebook and Twitter and all yeah. that shit, and we'll talk. about we it. We will not have this week though a review for Ragnarok. Because we will not be here for that.
4: Yeah.
3: I'm afraid I'm not even going to get to see it this weekend because I'm going to be up there doing. I'm not. Doing I have uh, up
1: there. work related stuff, so it's going to put me out. How
3: I'm
0: s- that, man. It's family. They'll understand. I've I seen critic it. reviews, and <laughs> oh God.
3: Ragnarok is going to be
4: a shit movie. It's
3: been Ragnarokin. Yeah. Has <laughs> <laughs> it been getting um, bad reviews? No it's,
4: no, it's the highest rated Marvel movie to date. It, it, Rotten
1: Tomatoes, 99. Critics, 1 99. Yeah. They're praising it. Sounds like shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: Critics like it. It must suck. I'll watch Santa's Slay starring Goldberg any <gasps> day of the week. There's another Halloween movie there for you? About Uncle Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Critters. I don't oh, silent Light, deadly night evil 2. evil g- evil gremlins critters <laughs> anyway <laughs> let's round it back up so what we're gonna do
0: is we're yeah, gonna go back old school let's round it back up and we're gonna go uh we're gonna do some segments yeah. and uh, you know we're gonna keep it simple with two segments uh you know one why is- should
2: I care we're doing two <laughs> I thought we were only doing one. We are doing a
0: playthrough. TJ's uh-huh. pissed. And, oh, and, oh, sorry. Well, the other segment is going to be the, <laughs> the new, letters. The mailbag. mailbag. Oh,
3: okay. I was about to say, what's yeah. the second one? We, we do that one every week. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, same
0: but, you know, one and throwback. So um, with that being said, let's go to Ray with the news. Yes, we are not doing that. So yeah. playthrough. So if, it's been a while. It's been actually
3: a long time yeah. since we've done it's, that. It's been so long. I'm I wasn't going here to, yet. yet. Chuck wasn't here yet, and I haven't been able to find the song that we used for it, so I'm going to have to go dig through my files and see if nice. I still have that.
0: All right, so we're going to pretend we're going to take a break, Yeah, and maybe there's a song. Yeah, maybe. If not, we'll be just right back. it's <laughs>
2: cool, guys. I got it. All I wanna do is listen to music. Yes, I wanna tell you. You don't have the piano though. It's really good.
3: Piano solo.
2: (laughs) Oh,
1: so good!
0: All All right, right, welcome back. This is playthrough. So, uh, if you ever listened to an album that was just phenomenal, it's one that you could hit play on and just. Let it go. There's no skipping. You're not waiting for this one. There's not a song on the album that you don't love, that you just don't know all the lyrics to. It's just it means everything to you. We've done some in the past. I know one of mine was Jimmy World, uh, Bleed America.
1: Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, you know, one. Of, I think um, that was the first one we had done.
3: My, well, one of mine was uh, Ryan Adams, uh, Jacksonville City Nights. Yep. Uh, Mike, the uh, Lincoln was the, Park. Lincoln, uh, yeah, Owl. yeah. Um, the Mount Goats was, really was one of one of your bands.
2: I can't remember if it was Sunset Tree or All Hail West Texas. Sunset Tree. Sunset Tree. Okay.
3: And
0: uh, TJ was uh, a what, what one was a uh, live Theron Copper. Copper.
1: Yeah,
2: yep. So I just listened to that album at work the other day. I was bored and just listened to the live for like an hour.
0: Mm-hmm. Chuck wasn't there, so that's yeah. how long it's been. So it's been a while. Uh, so I am curious to see which uh, country music artist is Chuck's favorite. <laughs> uh, I just when I think of Charles, I don't think of music. <laughs> I just think of people, pe People pleading to get out, chains rattling, <laughs> uh, I, uh, crying. I'm perfect for Halloween. Yeah, you know, like beer the- no, I, uh I imagine he listens to spooky music year round <laughs> in his headphones. Imagine
2: some conservative talk radio. Yeah, you know, a lot of that.
0: <laughs> Um, you know, Glenn Beck, that type of shit. <laughs> so,
1: um, actually, you know, to kick it off, Charles, what's your play? It's been a while since I've heard the the last one of the last two playthroughs. Can one of y'all go and then I'll have the idea of the flow of it. Seriously, it's been a while since I've listened to it.
2: It is Ray. Don't be afraid of the podcast. I'm not. Oh. I, just, I this is a new segment. For okay, me. guys, you know I'll go first. Here we go. Here Thank we go. I'll go first. Thanks, uh, Mike. Mike's for dulcet the I'm going to talk about when uh, college really changed my taste in music. Uh, I was leaving my cock rock behind and going to uh, college radio, post-wave garage band, and uh, this gentleman uh, who got me on to acoustic post-folk, uh, our friend Elliot Smith. Elliot Smith. I remember the first album that i listened to was basement on the hill uh that was uh his post that was his posthumous album because he had uh committed suicide by stabbing himself in the chest twice with a butter knife they're still still thinking about that seeing if it's actually a suicide or not yeah but uh regardless uh real soft music reminiscent of uh i would say like nick drake uh you know, Bob Dylan before he went electric, you know, but with, it's post-folk, it's post all that, so it's just, for what that means, you know, it's just a more modern feel, I guess, it's a bit more raw, but uh, I guess you could even call it like a a much more slowed down Andrew Jackson G- jihad, or Mountain Goats would be a good, because uh, actually, uh, Elliot Smith kind of got me onto the Mountain Goats, regardless, the album I want to talk about is either or uh from start to finish it's just a wonderful album it was uh early mid 90s i believe uh a lot of his quote-unquote big hits came off of it angelus uh which was featured in quite a few movies including including goodwill hunting uh and other things uh it's just i don't know the, the the album at the time really uh I was really focused on, like, love and relationships at the time. And that album was really just... It's just about the... uh, I guess the the idealization of, you know, what love is and, you know, how you feel about it personally and everything and how you feel about other people, you know, uh, especially, you know, people you care about, people you love. That's what I got for me. And it really just... I don't know, it kind of formed uh, the type of music I listened to at the time. Uh, I really don't even know what about the album uh, or Oda Elliott Smith in general just kind of drew me to him. I feel like because no matter what he wrote about, no matter uh, what album he was on or whatnot, I-, I feel like the songs that I liked the most about him were just ones that were just true to himself. You know, they were naked and vulnerable. uh you really got to see the inside of them I guess, as far as like, because a lot of people put on masks and really you don't know who that person truly is on the inside, and I feel like Elliot uh to me at least was a person who uh who showed you that inside who showed you what was really going on in his mind and his heart, and I guess that spoke to me, but uh between the bars was a great uh song on that album uh rose parade uh two forty five a m uh, the whole album is just uh, each song offers something and it's not all sad and depressing there's some happy ones as well uh but at the end of the day you know it it really put me on a path uh to a huge part of what I listen to today uh but that's either or for me
0: very well said I don't think I was... i've actually ever actually listened to uh Elliot Smith
2: I recommend it you got, it, you gotta be good. In a, a certain mood and I, I i will admit that the older i've got the more i've kind of distanced myself from uh from that kind of music especially recently i've gotten more into like rock and stoner rock and doom metal and things like that but it's something i always come back to i always like the j- kind of chill uh and especially if i'm in like a really self-reflective mood uh i'll end up find myself listening to Things like Elliot Smith, uh, Bob Dylan, uh, Nick Drake, and Mountain Goats. Who's next? I don't like Drake that much. Too much hip hop. Uh, Chuck, what about you?
1: Uh,
2: He used to call me on my rotary. (laughs) This is my first time.
1: Uh, It feels a little daunting to me because I have a... I mean, everybody's Terrible their taste their in music. Yeah, everybody's mm-hmm. going through their phases of music. I loved Cock
2: Rock and Evanescence in high school. I, well, I fully admit it. I it's loved okay. Evanescence
1: also, but I was out of high school when that happened. But uh, That's because you are old. Yeah, I know. Um, I just felt like I didn't find a, a musical taste for me until, let's say, early teens because I, I didn't have a genre or anything I liked to listen to. It was just whatever was on the radio, if my mom was listening to it, I would like it. I mean, my dad grew I grew up with him, and it was – The Stones, Rod Stewart, and Tina Turner. So it's a lot to take in as a young kid. And I think the one thing that I really uh, it drew to me, because I'm sitting there, I'm looking at the three albums I put down and the one I keep going back to, and I haven't listened to it from start to finish since probably high school. But anytime I clear up my playlist, about a month or two later, I'm like, I've got to put some of this this album back on any playlist to listen to. It's core from stone temple pilots.
2: Great album. Great album. It is really good. One thing. of my favorites. I
1: think that is the album I'm always going to go back to. I think that's what it's, that started me finding, okay, this is what I want to listen to. Cause I grew up listening to whatever my mom listened to or my dad and then growing up and getting into church and listening to Christian music, it's stuff that I would listen to what stuff I would want to sing. And I've had buddies, they'd like, they like, here, try listening to Pantera Metallic. I'm like, that's fine. And a buddy of mine, he's like, he gave me his cassette for core and I ruined his cassette because I just kept playing it over and over and over again. A lot of people, they have connections with the lyrics or the message or the music, I've always found that I love the song or not the song, but the vocals and Scott Weiland. I have not felt a connection with somebody's vocals on an album that I've listened to from anyone else other than Weiland's. It's just this gnarly guttural on some songs like plush and then sex type thing, wicked garden, but then you have creep where he changes up his tone, his vocals. It's like a completely different singer and then what blew my mind was later on when they did an acoustic set, and they played Plush for Headbangers Ball on MTV, and it's just Wyland and Delano playing, and they're doing an acoustic, and Wyland's vocals changed again. Now his vocals got worse as he kept going on later with or after Purple, he changed because I think he was going through rehab with Tiny Music, uh, Gifts from the Vatican Gift Shop, and then Number Four, and then whatever the Wildabouts where he died, but. I always come back to core because there's, it seemed like that was the first imprint of music that I'm like, this is what I am. This is what I'm gonna keep listening to, and I always find myself going back to that. And I feel like now I need to actually give credit to the full album instead, because half the album is singles. Yeah, that, but no, I one. need to I get really into more. Of a Wicked garden. I yeah, like Wicked Garden sex type thing, Cracker yeah, Man, Plush.
2: Lay in my bed.
1: I, I literally myself. <laughs> it doesn't matter what playlist I have on my phone. I'm always going to have either the studio version or the acoustic version of plush because it's like I can't get Wyland's vocals out of my head. Because both it's songs
2: t- are very different. Uh, yeah, both iterations of it sound you know like the sounds completely different. My they're personal both beautiful favorite, for me. My personal favorite from that uh, is actually probably sex type thing or uh, yeah birthday deathbed. I love that song. Sing it mm-hmm. all the time.
1: And I I just, I love Stuntable Pilots, but it was that. And I had two other options that were just from Christian Music. But I'm like, if we do another one, it's like, it's the vocals are just what I love. It's not really messages anymore, but I still go back to that. It's a good album. Uh, I, I like Stuntable Pilots.
0: One of the first albums I ever uh, owned. Yeah. Uh, or one of the first bands I ever really got into, like, you know, fifth grade, fourth grade. Like, so it's uh, phenomenal.
4: Uh, TJ. Well,. I'm probably the least musical person uh, here. No. But I, I don't concentrate on vocals or anything like that. I, I concentrate on how um the music makes me feel or what ma- makes me re- what it reminds me of. Yeah. And things. And um when I was a kid, about uh thirteen, fourteen years old. Um Friday nights were um my mom and her boyfriend would start a fire Something would be cooked over this fire, whether it be um, like vegetable soup
1: or pork and
4: beans, no uh, ribs or chicken or um, have oyster bake or whatever else. Yeah, uh, but but something hurry. something would happen. No, that that was Friday night, and always we had Rock One Hundred Four, which is a which used to be a local rock station. Yeah um
2: all request free fall rock 104 oh my
4: god but friday nights they had a uh, classic rock usually Yeah, Tori Metallica.
2: metallic um
4: yeah. so that kind of sets the mood for where i'm going with this and my <laughs> album um that i'm going to go with tonight is going to be a uh, pronounced Leonard skinnerd by Leonard skinnerd
2: that's a fantastic album it that is,
4: is. A, it's an amazing album um, I mean, there are so many classic songs off of it. I don't...
1: Stairway to... Hey right, uh, Stairway what? to Skinner and Freebird? Are you fucking serious Are you retarded? Stairways. Stairway to from- <laughs> Oh, my bad. I, I never got wow. into, like, Skinner to Zeppelin, so I don't you know. You don't have to be into it. You, you, I, I yeah. could ask a
0: 13-year-old that and they'd be like, hey,
4: "Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stairway
2: to Zeppelin. <like, laughs> like, my bad. It but, just uh, wasn't my thing.
1: But... uh you know, you've got...
4: It's like,
2: nobody's thing, but you just know it because you listen so many times. I Give
4: Me Three Steps, uh, Tuesday's Gone, Simple Man. I love... Free
3: Bird came off Lucky that album. I love Tuesday's Gone.
4: Yeah, Tuesday's Gone is one of my favorite I like songs Down's ever. F- I simple t- Man better. T- sh- Shut up. And I like Simple Man, but yep. Tuesday's Gone has just got us it, no, no, amazing... He said he likes Shine Down,
0: so oh, Simple Man better. better. I like the vocal.
4: But anyway, that... that
0: he probably also likes the fucking... You like that Muddle of Put album, too? <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> no, I've not listened
2: to that. Uh, no, great Tuesday's covers, Gone man. is
0: probably one of my favorite, like, if not favorite. No, what well, made me
2: love Curtis, Happy Gilmore so much. Curtis, Curtis yeah. Lowe. Yeah, the ballad of Curtis Lowe. That's, that's my They've favorite they a Skinner's lot
3: of great songs, by, uh, but... They really this,
4: do. I mean, there's just a plethora of great songs. That that's a solid-ass of album. Yeah. And yeah. I really
2: like Cocaine by Leonard Skinner. <laughs> that was <my> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Now, see, admittedly,
0: Enter to the Sandman by Leonard Skinner is probably my. We've had
1: discussions, hanging out, talking about music, and I'm always very quiet because I'm very reluctant in my musical taste. And I'm listening to what everybody else is saying, and it's like it seems so much of an undertaking. So I do enjoy the playthrough aspect that y'all have, and I'm the first one. It's my first time doing it, so I can't see myself trying to listen to some of this. So it's it's more like it's a refresher for me or like an education in music for me. No, this isn't I mean,
4: this is not my thing. I'm not normally a guy that goes, Okay, mm-hmm. I love this artist and I love what he did here and I love the vocals and the and how he played everything. Yeah. I, I, I that is not my thing. My thing is how, how it made me feel when I listened to it and how I listen to it today and, and what it makes me feel now. Yeah. And it had such an effect on my life because you no, know, that time in my life that's the first time I drank a, a beer you know eight years old hanging out with mom and the boyfriend yes. <laughs> nice
3: listening to Skidder. how else are you <laughs> drink a beer? 14 God. years
4: old by a campfire in north florida with a with a can of no now you can't At go wrong cutting that on with the beer that you know, is gonna
2: that's that sounds like a good damn childhood to me so, my friend it's a good damn i, feel
4: deprived. I mean it's it, you were it's just yeah, so many right? yeah how so, did you turn out this <laughs> way yeah
0: Exactly. The internet. Those- you look like a quintessential <laughs> Leonard Skinner <favorite laughs> <Why are> you- <laughs> no I just never got are.
1: into him, man. Oh. Well, you I'm know, serious. It's never too late. That is true. That's why I like the playthrough aspect. I'm
2: surprised that uh, Kingsman didn't get you into him. Yeah. Because if that. Oh, that, yeah. Freebird. Because if yeah. you fucking hated that- Freebird before that, you sure fucking
1: loved Spoilers, it. Spoilers, if you haven't seen Kingsman, they play Freebird in the first movie. Yeah. Mm. But uh, yeah. That, but that's, if that's, if that's that was your album. attempt at a sarcastic,
2: yeah. passive-aggressive joke, it was. It was fucking terrible because I got
1: shit on for ruining Elton John in the Be- second one because
0: it's a fucking second one. One that's that movie's still new. Fucking Kingsman <laughs> one's like three years old.
1: Uh, Ray. Okay, so Come some
2: obscure bullshit. <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so. uh... Yeah, well, My favorite uh,
1: album from Margot
2: West. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> it was recorded entirely through uh, a rain gutter, so <laughs> the acoustics were from natural sound, <laughs> like drops of rain from heaven.
3: So when train <laughs> drops the train, um, so I had a things that to Allison a talk. Ch- Jesus talk? A childhood um friend's dad one time explained to me that uh, this particular album um, was the epitome of rock and roll. Greatest hits album. So I went and bought this <laughs> album and, Let's I, go Foo Fighters and I, I listened to it and I didn't like it. So I put it up for about three or four months and I went back to it. And I listened to it. and i still wasn't into it. I didn't get it. it. It wasn't what I thought rock and roll was. It took me about four or five times to actually listen to this album Till it kind of it just seeped in, because it would be one of those things that it wasn't like it it wasn't like a um I don't know I Blade Runner is a movie that I don't I don't love the movie, but but you love it. No, but I have a there's like an impulse inside of me that I need to watch it every now and then. It was like that with with this album. You about to
1: talk shit about Use Your Illusion? No. Okay.
3: Um. So what? Yeah. I don't realize, realize. It was, yeah. I'm interrupting the man's damn story. <laughs> so, um so I bought this album, listened to it a couple of times, wasn't into it, and finally one day it just snapped. Um and I'm a huge huge Rolling Stones fan, and this album is Exile on Main Street. It was an album that they put out in 1972 and it was a double LP. Um so there are 18 tracks on it, and almost every one of them is perfect. The uh when I was on tour back in 2003 with my band, um, we would set on my original iPod. We would uh, we would turn on when we woke up every morning, uh, "Rocks Off," which is the first song on that album, and that's what we would just like get pumped to and be like, "All right, we're out here fucking again. We have five dollars in our pocket. We're gonna fucking do this. We're not the only ones that have ever lived through this. you know." And it, you, it would just get you like pumped. It was a party song. It felt good. It felt like you know. It, it made you feel like everything was going to be all right, and if it wasn't, well, you'd still live through it.
1: What was? How old were you when you first were given to listen to it? Um, to when you first when it's under with you? So
3: I didn't really, really, really start getting into this kind of music and stuff until I was in my twenties. No, when it finally snap with
1: you. But I'm saying when you first were list exposed to that yeah. album.
3: So, um, so a lot of people have these stories about how. Their parents listen to this or that, or the, yeah. and that's why they like love classic rock or love Zeppelin or whatever. My parents didn't. My parents didn't listen to very good music at all. And e- uh, or
1: what was it? McCarthy Band and what else?
3: Yeah, she, my mom Wings, liked Wings and what else? <laughs> and um, mm. my dad listened to a lot of country music, yeah. sort of, but not the good country music. So um, I had to find this stuff myself. Yeah, pretty much. The same. So probably when I was in my twenties, my early twenties, probably around twenty was when I first bought this album. Yeah. And yeah, you know, later that year or the next year was when I was finally like, okay, I I like this a lot. Okay. I like th- this is okay, this is rock and roll. I get it now. But uh yeah, the it it just comes out the gates just blasting off with uh with rocks off. There's so many good songs on it. Because um, uh Happy is on it, which is a, a big um, Cause
0: I'm happy, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But it's um, it's one
3: of the songs that Keith Richards would sing, and in concert he always, um, he always does that. Shine a light is on it, which is a gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous song. Soul Survivor, um, and it's it just goes back and forth, being just like rock and roll and just bluesy as hell, and just. It, What's
2: your favorite Rolling Stones song?
3: Oh, my favorite Rolling Heaven. Stones song. <laughs> probably.
2: <laughs> probably uh... Is it I Want to Hold Your Hand?
3: <laughs> 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 um, Sergeant And I, you time asked is me on a side. very, time very hard. You have five seconds. Is on I have my five side. seconds. I get, Four.
2: Yes, it is. Three.
3: Two, I'm a believer. One. Maybe Sympathy zero. for the Devil. Cause it's, That's pretty it's good. It's just a really good, fun song.
2: Wrong answer. The correct answer is wild horses.
3: <laughs> wild horses is really good. Which too. is my
2: favorite Rolling Stones.
3: Yeah. Uh, Sweet Virginia is also on this. Tumbling dice. Um, but there's just
2: I know a lady who I can sing that to,
3: too. To the cherry on the top, there's a, there's a song on it called "Turd on the Run." So there you go. <laughs> but yeah, this this is one of my absolute favorites. I can listen. It's a long album. I can listen through it all <clears throat> all the way through. And it's just it's what I've been fun. listening
2: to nonstop since 1973.
1: <laughs> I should hook you up with my dad, right? He loves the Stones. He no, I love- I <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm here, it's
2: proof. D.T. Stones.
3: <laughs> but yeah, it's it's one... It, you know, I like... I don't think it's their best album, but it is my favorite album. It's, it's the one of the rock and most. roll, man. Yeah. It's what? It's what some stranger what you saying,
0: told Nathan? you. Oh, no, I was just going to say, because like, the Stones... That's always been like my
2: throwback band. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people, you know, Stones is rock and roll. Yeah, Those yeah. you
0: know, say the be I fucking hate the
3: Beatles. I know you guys don't, but
2: I, I, I'm not a Beatles fan. Have you ever and listened to Helter Skelter? Yeah, because it sounds a lot like Uncle Acid. Um,
3: <laughs> no, I I appreciate the the Beatles, <laughs> but the Stones all day. Out of the Trinity I'm of Stones, the Who, man. the the Stones and the Beatles, I have I'd have a hard time picking between the Who and the Beatles. Yeah, right? me too. Uh, the Who and the Rolling Stones. Stones. Who Beatles? Stone, it, it's it's probably according to what I've listened to more recently. Yeah, who right. I'll pick
2: probably goes Kipling.
3: Yeah, together <laughs>
2: with a band, man. You know, you know. What the but best yeah, that's is.
3: that's one of my big ones, and that's especially when young kids or stuff. will talk about rock and roll and like liking rock and roll and uh, like uh, they've they, they these they-
2: classics by Pearl Jam.
3: Yeah, or, well, they'll be like, you know, I I listen to the Rolling Stones, uh, I like, and they just throw out their, you know, their normal hits that everyone knows. I'm like, let me burn you a CD, or let me...
2: Of shit you'll hate. (laughs) Well, every every time I... er,
3: Yeah, let me make you a Spotify playlist now. It's
2: everyone's own duty to get into the B-sides on their own. I feel like if you force somebody to go to the B-sides, they'll never truly appreciate them. Uh, because there's some shit that sounds nothing like you no. know the hits, yeah. and and the hits are necessary. Don't be a gatekeeper, oh, be a gateway. because yeah.
1: there's uh-huh. a, a one band I really want to get into because uh, a guy I work with, Garth Brooks, he's really into him. No, it's <laughs> Queen. Oh, oh man, fuck my, Queen no, my two amazing. favorite Queen songs are "Set Me Free" and "Princes of the Universe."
4: Yeah, well, they have a lot more.
1: I know, but I re- I've I mean I've heard other Queen songs, but I. Maybe I should try other than their singles or their biggest or their bigger hits to see how much more I like them. Because well, Mercury's is amazing, and yeah. yeah, Freddie
3: Mercury's fucking amazing as a vocalist yeah. was. But uh, I'm amazing. I'm not a person that usually like Tip pushes music on people because I know how I am. If anyone fucking tells me about an album, there's a ninety percent chance I'm never going to listen to it. I just. I have to fall into that stuff myself. I'll, yeah.
2: I'll, I'll definitely, if you say, "Hey, listen to this artist," I will, I will one hundred percent give them a chance. But don't force their obscure shit on me. Yeah, let me yeah. get. But to it. if someone
3: mm-hmm. asks me about it and like they've all of a sudden discovered this and wants to get into it, that's one of the ones I'll point them towards every time. Yeah, yeah, because there's oh, some towards the stones, b- for the stones. I mean, if, yeah,
2: because there's some bands like I will only listen to their hits for years, and then you know I'll just get a wild hair at my ass to go their B sides, yeah. and I'll, I'll it'll just open up. A a huge array of just stuff I love that I never knew, but you know I got to get to that point. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, Built to Spill is one of those guys. You know I like two of their songs. and I'm kind of branching out, and I just love them. Uh, it's kind of happening with Dinosaur Jr. as well. Uh, I'm not a huge fan, but I'm getting there. Mm. There's a lot of early '90s shit. I'm trying to get back into some early '90s. Screaming Trees. Yeah, good stuff, man. Um, I'm a huge (laughs) '90s fan yes for me no, for so myself good. uh you know i i was
0: saying there's a there's actually an album i've been really like uh, hard up on uh just came out but it's the new brand new album and it's funny because i hated it when it first came out by black science and uh, yeah <laughs> um and then i went back to no the band's called brand new, uh, <laughs> how new <are> they? <laughs> um and but then like they just released an album called science fiction and it's phenomenal like but i hate it i listened to it once i was like yeah, it's okay and then i pretty much forced myself to listen to it a few more times and now i i love the entire thing i
2: heard a couple uh songs last night uh of myself because i'm kind of a brand new fan uh but it it I think it's the low-key ambient album I've been looking for. Yeah, it's
0: a very chill, mellow album. But with that being said, it's so new. I feel it. You know, it's definitely worth listening. I have to go with something a little older. Uh, I, I'm going to go with Cursive and The Ugly Organ. Great album. Oh. Great um, album. Who? Yeah, so uh, I went with TJ, I'm like, who? Well, I wouldn't expect you guys to know who this band okay. is. They're not a radio band. No. Um, but Cursive is. Uh, I mean, they're. I don't know. They're cursive. They have a very unique sound quality to them. They're a rock band is the easiest it's way to put a, it. Okay. Yeah,
2: it's very... Uh indie rock yeah it's like discordant but melodic at the same time yeah. it's, it's so uh, the lead singer
0: yeah. uh, tim casher he has a, a very unique voice he i wouldn't call him he's not really a, a good singer he's More a great a lyricist against me voice yeah uh, not as gruff but uh he has a uniqueness to it it's he's he falls off key you know uh, he has it's, he's very rough around the edges but there's a lot of emotion gotcha that goes behind what he sings about it gives him a Vulnerable feel kind of like with Elliot Smith, like we were talking yeah. about. and this album itself, uh, especially because uh, this uh, on top of the band, there's a uh, a cello player that plays with them, and it gives the uh, entire album a uh, whole nother layer of just really, really. It just hits at the right points. It's it's dramatic, um, yeah. you know, and you listen to the song and it almost plays out like a play from the start to the finish of there. Um, you know, uh, one of the songs, the the whole album, like I said, is truly amazing. Uh, but check out art is hard uh
2: art is hard great
0: that's uh probably that that one a gentleman caller and then uh sierra those i mean anyway. isn't the recluse on that album uh yeah
2: the recluse like i said it, there's not a bad song but yeah about. i know i know it's one of the bigger hit ones but um, that one's always kind of rang true and uh jealousy which wasn't on that album but you introduced me to that song's, um, fantastic
0: yeah. um you know for me like uh my wife introduced me to cursive and that's why it kind of holds a real special uh part my heart um because when i first met her she i had checked them out I listened to only one album and we happened to go to a concert that they were at and i had no idea what any of the songs were but they play with a, an entire brass section uh with the band at the house of blues and, and they're all dressed up in like really like 50s like tuxedos and then the other two bands were Mastodon and Against Me, so it was like such a, mm. and I love the I love those two bands a lot. They're amazing bands. Um, but it was just such a weird difference. contrast. And I was like, I have to check these guys out more. And then The Ugly Organs, the album I picked up, and I fell in love with it. And haven't looked back. Uh, pretty much every one of their albums is a a great album, but this one is their. I mean, if if you, if you talk, someone knows Curse of the uh, there's a good chance they're going to say The Ugly Organ is their favorite album of it. Um, so I, I can't suggest that one enough. Hit play on it and just uh, sit back and relax and go on a cosmic ride. Of
2: I, I came from a radio rock background and and I, I would still recommend it.
0: Yeah, it, it's not. It's not. It doesn't get where it's too weird. Where it's out there, like the songs are still verse, chorus, bridge. You know, like it's it's attainable. It's not getting very weird. It's just like I said. The big the, the thing that's going to be the toughest for most people is sometimes they. Their solos are off key. It's more banging, making noise. But these are very small parts. And his voice. Its its voice is going to be probably the hardest for most people because it's not a classic
2: pretty voice. It's, uh, it's a well, rough voice. That's what I like about it because it is so much emotion and so yeah. much like like uh, the recluse and jealousy specifically. You can just feel like the insecurity, yeah. you know, just, just oozing off the song. It's amazing. So
1: when you say pretty voice, what do you mean by that? most bands have a guy that
0: sings very well that's pretty or you know a girl like i mean they stay in key they have a really nice voice uh it's nice to listen to and his voice isn't necessarily not nice to listen to. like i said it just it breaks off key okay i I, I don't know it's it's hard imagine
2: uh kurt cobain and uh, i didn't like um, cobain's voice anyway plugged album With more not so much his
3: voice, but like what he does with his voice, okay, uh, melodically and stuff. Okay,
0: he he relies more on emotion than Mm -hmm.
1: talent when it comes vocally. Okay, I just wanted just clarification for myself. And like I
0: said, lyrically, it's uh, one of like it's a very solid.
3: Yeah, one of the first albums that I talked about on our playthrough was 238, and that guy's the same way. His his vocals aren't his strong suit.
0: And I'm a sucker for uh, a guy with a, a unique voice. It's always yeah. like, my my favorite bands all are your outliers of a uh, of vocalist. Like they they they're probably gonna be more powerful and emotional, and probably have really strong lyrics. But I like a voice that just stands out. There's and, a play, yeah.
2: there, there's a place for everybody uh, when it comes to singing, as far as like your vocals. Yeah, and you have gotta find yeah, it. Yeah, some play to their strong suits, most don't.
0: But this has been playthrough, so uh, you know, like we always ask, let us know what albums you guys. Uh, yeah, can... give us some ideas. You know, yeah. it, it might always... hate all of ours.
2: Uh, yeah, maybe you know we picked a bunch of pussy pussy albums. So. What's your yeah. favorite deathcore yeah. band? So you you, you fucking give us some stuff because uh, I feel like
3: that's a pretty good, a pretty good range of, yeah. of I mean because
2: I'm getting to new stuff now like at the drive-in, uh, Sunny Day Real oh, yeah. Estate are yeah. guys yeah. I never really Those listened to before. Great bands uh, and. Like, like i said uh stoner psychedelic uh and doom metal i've just been really yeah. into lately i just i don't know i think i've been wrong with doom
0: metal
1: the weirdest and probably it's weakest so taste
2: is so good like it, it it's like every song is fucking uh, Black Sabbath or just it's, <laughs> That's, it, The it's best so, way uh, you
0: can get into Doom Metal if you don't participate in the, the, the recreational drugs <laughs> that usually go along with it. If you're taking a, a late night drive in the middle of the night and you're by yourself, put the windows down and fucking hit play on any one of those albums and it will set the tone.
1: One song I listened to, I remember driving back and forth from work when I lived in Welburn, going to Live Oak. It was a Stone Temple Pilot song, Big Empty.
2: That's very much like Doom Metal. <laughs>
0: I always no. had to listen to
1: that going home. <laughs> Take
2: all, no, I like at night driving with music.
0: Anybody's out. Is probably amazing.
2: I, yeah. if, if, if you want to go introspective, go pink moon by Nick Drake. If you want to go fucking, you know, rock do metals way to go. Funeralopolis by electric wizard is a great one. Uh, this new one called, uh, acid King, uh, I think really good. Yep. All right. That's been
1: nerdy get laid with, uh, no, that's Play a playthrough. playthrough. Yeah. yeah. If you'd like to hear more of this, let us know because it's been, what, the third time we've done a playthrough? Third maybe fourth? Maybe we'll do another one. Yeah. yeah. Right. I need to get We're educated right on music. Later, bitches.
3: All right, yeah. So we got a few questions here for the mailbag this week. Um, Let's see, Paul Tracy asks on Twitter which yet to be seen character do you think will get in Justice League?
4: Green Lantern. Yeah, I Lantern. I think
3: I think that's the consensus. Some people and say. Dark Side. You think Dark Side? I
4: think Dark Side cameo and, the end? And Green Lantern. Yeah. Well
3: the uh, Like a Thanos cameo? Not in quite. credits. Not quite in no, credits. Uh, DC's
2: okay. never gonna do after credits.
3: No, that's not their thing. Okay. No,
2: I think
4: you'll see it during the movie. Yeah,
3: no I, th- I think Green Lantern. Um, some other people said Martian Manhunter, but I think <gasps> Green Lantern is... They actually have a movie planned, mm-hmm. maybe, for the Green Lantern still, so we'll see. But I th- I think if anyone... I'd love Martian Manhunter. Thank you. Yeah. I think if we're going to get any surprises, it'll be Green Lantern. Yeah, yeah. Um, because they're still, but they're still holding the Superman pretty hold- close to the chest. He's like. going to be in it. <laughs> well, everyone the, knows that. Like the the TJ said, look at the toy and aisle and everything. Yeah. else. but yeah. they're still just not showing him. So it's like there's there's another maybe. story
4: behind why yeah. behind what's happening there. So yeah, yeah, I can
2: see that. Now, yeah, because all, all they've really shown is just you know getting the Justice League together and the action scene at the end. You know, so there's a lot of story that they haven't put out.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, do you think which Green Lantern? John Stewart.
3: Okay, I'm thinking. Really? I'm, I'm thinking anyway. Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> You're a Stewart guy. I love John
1: Stewart. I like Jordan, but it thinks it feels like Jordan. They just made very op.
3: Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm I, Kyle Rayner.
1: I I love Kyle Rayner. Yeah, and don't get me wrong
4: there, but after the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited cartoons, yeah. Yeah. Um, Stewart. I love John Stewart. Yeah, yeah. and it kind of, I, I I hate to say it this way, but it kind of pushes the minority button too. Yeah. yeah. That's true. So I'm, I'm, I'm. But I love John Stewart. But as he's a great character. Yeah, he's a great yeah. character. I mean, one of his biggest things is that um, he fucks up and really bad. Yeah. In one of his early adventures is, as a Green Lantern, You know, he's like, yeah, man, I got this. I can save this planet and everything. And nope. <laughs> yeah. And he has to
1: take that with him and learn. Yeah, he from has it.
4: that as a as something on his chest for the rest of his days as a green lantern so i Ooh. i just i love him he's a great character yeah be down for that
3: do you think we'll ever see a uh guy green lantern i hope not really i, mean, guy I, I like
4: guy as a character mm-hmm. but kind of post green post his term as a green lantern i gotcha. like him more just out there
3: yeah he's one that i like enjoy reading yeah but he like I would never say, like, uh, he's you not my favorite. You want a guy, Gardner? I, no, no. I
4: don't want a ginger bowl-cutted dude <laughs> on my Justice League movie. He, I, still, I has the, that. he that has still has the bowl cut. <laughs> now, if they ever do a Justice League international, you kind of have to have him in yeah. there. Oh, God. Yeah. But, yeah. no, no uh,
3: I know this hasn't been for a while, but for a little bit, he was a uh, Red Lantern, and he just had, like, a big beard and, like, shaggy hair, and that was a pretty cool Fuck look yeah. for him. Yeah. All right, Chris will ask, how many major deaths do you predict in Infinity War? None. I think there's going to be a lot. I, I think there, and some of it may be like changed afterwards. Oh, like, oh be- it didn't actually happen, yeah. or oh, we found a magic way to bring them back. But I think in Infinity War itself, I think that's going to be the Empire Strikes Back, and we're going to have a lot of deaths, and then um, the next one may be a little more hopeful. Someone gets the, one of the gems and brings people back that it had killed. They all get sucked in the Soul Gem. Some, something like this is Something happen. will
1: happen. It's not going to be a lot. It's going to be who? I think the, the number question
2: one. question is, is who's going to stay dead?
1: I think your
4: number one contender is Captain America. Cap uh, Iron and
1: Man. Captain Stark.
4: Yeah, Captain Tony. Are They're probably dying the, the, in Infinity
1: War. I got a feeling.
4: And I have a feeling they're going to be replaced by new actors in the next movie. Maybe.
3: I don't know, because Chris Evans is still fine sticking around, and he's not as old as RDJ. So, no, nah, I, 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 I think they're going to both be replaced.
2: I, yeah. I got to say this. Uh, I know that it's natural that uh, to have new characters and to have new actors and stuff, but I'm just, just not comfortable with it. I just don't know if I'm going to enjoy it as much. Oh, no, no.
1: I think... More than Cap and Stark now, because isn't Phase Four supposed to be more cosmic? No, we don't know that. Nobody knows what the
4: next I, thing is going to be. I,
3: I think they've also said that the the phase system, quote unquote, is, ending, is kind of going away, which is good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I I think it was good for its time, and I think it's time to to build up to now and then else. let it be something. Yeah, because gotcha. basically, uh, Phase One was building up to Avengers. Avengers Two and Three have basically been building up to thanos so yeah phase
4: two was more of a okay here's the next level of things yeah phase three has been a lot of team-up movies Mm -hmm. or you know kind of making sure you realize that all these inter universes are interactive because um guardians civil war ragnarok that's well without if you take guardians out of it though you had civil war which was captain america's third movie yeah you had um uh Thor's next movie is going to be him and the Hulk in kind of a buddy movie. Yeah. Um you had Iron Man or you had Spider-Man which is basically him and Tony. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um Iron Man didn't have a movie during this phase.
1: Yeah. So you had Strange and then Panther. Yeah,
3: that's th- it. Iron yeah, Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the end of the last three. One. Yeah. Okay. So Chris asks on Twitter as well with the core of Star Wars almost done with episode 9. And the huge events of Infinity War, what'll be Disney's next cash cow?
4: Indiana Jones. You think so? I. Th- it's the How? untapped well right now, and I
3: are. Do they own uh, Avatar? Yeah, it, they're I'm making not a, sure. They're making, but it, that's they're making a park. That uh, doesn't mean they. That own doesn't it. mean well, any. It that does doesn't, uh,
2: I didn't think Universal Studios had the Marvel Island. They didn't own Marvel. Yeah, uh, it's you know, true.
4: That's that's their untapped cash cow from Lucasfilm right now. That's the thing that's there's not real. I don't know if any comic books out for it. No, I don't know of any kind of merchandising that's really out for Indiana Jones. It's a big name,
1: uh, for what they paid for that, for
4: yeah. all those rights and everything.
3: But they paid more that's for not,
1: Star Wars than for Indiana Jones. Yeah, yes, but
3: they got everything. But they got yeah.
1: it in there, and it's just it's a
3: franchise it's just sitting sitting, yeah, there, sitting not there not there making nothing.
4: any money. Yeah. Um, I don't think the well's going to go dry on Star Wars by
3: any no, I think stretch after nine, of the imagination. They're, gonna, they're just going to start off another trilogy. And we'll, I think yeah. they
1: need to wait a
4: few years after that 9. They
3: absolutely will not.
4: No, two years, two or three years yeah. at the
3: most. Yeah, after 9, there'll be another uh, anthology. And as then long as it's another.
2: quality, I really don't
4: care. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm down with it. I've been on a real Star Wars kicker this last six months. And I, I'm I feel like and enjoying it. I,
3: I'm I'm also okay with a stumble here and there. I thought Rogue One was a little bit of a stumble. I didn't I hate it. It wasn't bad, but it it wasn't great. That's a spinoff to me. That's not no. That's fine. Star Wars, but for it, me. the same thing with the Marvel stuff.
2: Yeah. You have a little bit
3: of a stumble here and there. I mean, the Iron Man movies, other than the first one, were horrible. Yeah. All the Thor movies have been pretty bad. I just want to see a Kotor film. How hard is that? God, yes. I could deal with that. Make that a spinoff. Fuck yes. So so you think Indiana Jones, what what do you guys think? It's kind of a logical one.
1: It's the only property that Lucasfilm is tied to. Well, not
3: just Lucasfilm, Disney in general.
2: Well, I Uh, think Disney is just going to... I mean, they have three huge cash cows right now, other than one being Marvel, one being... uh, Star Wars, and the third one being these live-action remakes of all their classic films. Yeah. Well, yeah. and Pixar, but
1: that, but that runs out after a while because they'll done all of them by then.
2: No, I mean you're talking about like they've only made like five of them at the most, and there's a huge untapped market. I mean, and you can yeah. also you can even make. Uh, I can't
1: see a live-action Rescuers. I still can't understand the Lion King.
4: I can't see it either. But if they do Lion King, they can do Rescuers. They can yeah. do.
1: They did Jungle Book.
4: Yeah. I
1: just,
2: just so, the point sense, I'm trying to make action. is yeah. Chuck live is, is I, is I really with... don't think they need any more cash cows. I mean, I think that the way they've handled Marvel, the way they've handled uh Star Wars so far uh and their own properties, yeah. uh I think they'll be fine no matter what and and I think they'll still if not innovate, at least entertain because they yeah.
1: literally they bought Lucasfilm for what was it 4 billion? Because yeah. they literally made that back with episode seven, Rogue One, and merchandising. I mean, th- that's fine. That doesn't mean oh, they're gonna stop. Oh no, no! I'm saying they're gonna stop. But I'm saying they're good for money. Like I'm agreeing with Mike. Like they can do whatever they want if they want to do anything. They're gonna make money.
4: Yeah, I th- I think they're gonna be fine. But I think as far as untapped properties,
2: yeah. I hope they do, and I hope it's successful. I think it's Indiana yeah. Jones. It's
4: yeah. it's the only one kind of has to be, and they're yep. going to have to. As much as I hate saying it, they're going to have to reboot it. Yeah, they, they can't bring to. Harrison Ford back in to. it. Um, I think I in I know it sounds like heresy and, and everything else, but no you, Harrison. <laughs> um, but you can't you can't bring Harrison Ford back for this. You have to start over with you somebody like Sean new. Connery in it. And you have to, um, they And You have to do a new thing. And for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You have to do a new thing entirely with it. Just yeah. get away from that. Go back to the '30s. Put a new guy in well, there, like remember, James Bond or, or something. Uncharted.
3: Yeah, you you remember a couple of months back? Uh, they were talking about Chris Pratt being the new indie I, and
4: stuff like that. I wouldn't be opposed to it, but I think I don't know if that's the right guy.
3: Yeah, I mean, I would. I would. I, I think he could pull it off. I don't know. He like could like pull I said, it off. He's kind of attached to a lot of things right yeah. now. Yeah, though.
4: he's got Jurassic. He's got the Jurassic World or whatever franchise he's dealing with with Jurassic, the, the Jurassic, Jurassic franchise franchises, and he's got Guardians going. Uh, too many irons. Yeah, I don't think it's. I don't think he's the right. Yeah, guy there. There, there's somebody out there that they'll plug be in great there. For it. And Disney, Disney has done them. a great job of casting, yeah. and. No, I mean, yeah, brave bitches about them, but they've done a phenomenal job casting, they've done a phenomenal job of putting these movies out there and giving them support that they need. Who bitches? I don't know, a lot of people just Oh, I
3: thought you said I did. No, um, no, no, he's, no. He's oh, he people. said he said everybody. Oh, okay. everybody so said Yeah, he says like... a
4: lot of people out there bitching about it, but yeah. You know, Actually, why they do? They him? they put a lot of support behind it. Yeah. And especially like these remakes and Rogue One I'm, and everything you you can tell they're a labor of love regardless of how they hit, um, you can tell that somebody's put a lot of love and a lot of effort into it. Yeah. And a lot of, yeah. even rogue one, as much as you no, know, it felt like a letdown. You could still tell that it was a huge fan of star Wars behind. Oh, it. Oh yes,
3: yeah. absolutely. And, exactly.
4: um, like the Mike was talking about with the remakes as much as we might kind of, I, I personally, uh, why do we need these, uh, with like beauty and the beast and jungle book, you can look at them and say, Hey, Somebody really cared about this yeah. franchise that was put in charge of it and did a great job with it. I'm, I'm fine with
1: the remakes. I just want the two that I love remade. Black *Cauldron* and Sword in the Stone. <laughs> that's what I want. I mean, that's a that's, Disney. A, that's the I deeper.
3: That's a little bit deeper in the well, but yeah, I, I was it yeah, happening. I was kind of hoping for, for
4: an, uh, forgive me for this, but uh, Aladdin remake because I will we'll see this, live not action. not my genie. Live action, Jasmine.
3: Oh, that'd be yes. kinda hot. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Go on. Spank bank bank. Right. <sighs> All right. So uh Allison asks she wants us to tell tell her about your best Halloween costume.
2: Oh. I don't have a best Halloween costume. I
3: have such sad Halloween I costume idea um stories because um my par when I was younger I played football like peewee football so my parents would decide oh you can just go as a football player as a football player and <laughs> it was always lame and i always hated it there was one other year that my mom decided it would be fun for me and her and her my aunt and my brother to all go as m&ms so we took cardboard cut it out in circles painted, sounds like
2: your mom had fun <laughs>
3: yeah painted them different colors and put the m on them and we were all m&ms what color were you ray Yellow. I think I was yellow. Yeah, I think so. I can't recall. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder yellow. how that
2: affected you into adulthood <laughs> <laughs> with your yellow hoodie. Uh, uh,
3: uh. Adult <laughs> <And don't> hood.
4: <laughs>
2: but uh,
3: yeah, I, d- I didn't I have a your whole lot of there. good, um, good Halloween costumes growing up as a kid. I think I went as Dracula mm-hmm. one time. and I thought that was cool.
2: Yeah, Batman was in first grade, and I was. Uh, I-, I was a. Uh, uh, Real Ghostbusters Egon Spangler Storebot. Oh, damn And, and nice. when I was three
3: Someone Man, had some Mike killer Mike is winning Yeah the, 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 those Halloween the, uh, Those are the two
2: that I remember Uh, And then I went as a hobo <laughs> One year uh, And yeah Every year a are hobo. The two one, Those are the two big ones I remember Halloween was just a Charles For me
1: Wasn't trick or treating It was more of a Halloween party Cause I lived out With BFE Welburn which is not as bad as where Ray lived out near the Suwannee River, but uh, I think it was like my third or fourth year at Roadhouse. I decided to dress up and I went as a wrestler. Uh, Made the costume myself, except for the mask. Wrestling your
2: victims to the ground.
1: (laughs) So uh, to let you go to work at a speed-up? No, no, no. It was after work. (laughs) There was alcohol involved, but uh,
3: of course. It was a unitard.
1: (laughs) No, it was uh, I went as a guy from uh, TNA Abyss, uh, Joseph Park's character. uh, Pretty much like a Mankind-esque type mask that McFoley used to wear. An insane... Uh, asylum outfit with the sleeves cut off drew a straight the, jacket no it was like in a, well pretty much but the sleeves were off drew the full arm straight. tattoo with a fucking sharpie on my arm and I had a logger chain and uh nobody would talk to me it was surprise, very creepy surprise. very creepy <laughs> imagine that. <laughs> but it's like IRL the guy that I know right but the guy that my kitchen manager had a chainsaw people would talk to him yeah. they wouldn't talk to me well
3: Okay, TJ, what you got? Doesn't surprise M- me. Yep. Most years, I would go as yeah, uh, a grown adult, <laughs> a clone of myself, yeah,
4: and pretend <sighs> to ignore people.
3: Remember that uh, that <laughs> meme <laughs> that, we have, that we use on Facebook now for TJ Mike? But
2: <laughs> you weren't even funny <laughs> then.
4: Um, but probably my best Halloween costume. Um, I was in high school. We had a ROTC Halloween party <laughs> and I went as somebody had been hit by a car oh, and I wow. was just, I had tore up my pants and like ripped up my shirt and I had fake blood all over me and shit. Fake. And so
2: <laughs> if it's somebody else's blood, it doesn't mean it's fake. <laughs>
4: yeah. So I'm sitting outside and I'm waiting for, uh, my ride to come pick me up and take me home. Cause it's like nine o'clock at night and I'm sitting at the high school and the security guard drives by. is like, dude, you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> You look beat the fuck up. <laughs> and that's his literal words. You look yeah. beat the fuck up. I'm like, no, I'm cool. It's just Halloween costumes. Like, are you sure? <clears throat> I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. We're good fake Plus, okay. <laughs> so he drove off. Nice. So I had uh, like makeup you on, like bruises, yeah. and I, I I looked pretty rough. Man. Um, but so that's part of my best one. Vehicle.
2: Why did you do that? <laughs> you son of a bitch.
4: Um, Blackout
2: trunk didn't even remember. Yeah,
4: that was my best costume.
2: That sounds oh, pretty thought. fucking good, man. Yeah, way better than uh, Chuck's pajamas that he wears now every night.
1: If I can find a picture, uh, no, there's only one picture, and it's not a good one.
2: <laughs> Is it on the FDLE website?
3: <laughs> no, not that one. All right, guys, well, this has been our episode of Nerds Who Get Laid Sometimes. It's really
2: weird when when, Nathan left to take a <laughs> shit, the show got way better.
3: I know, right? <laughs> surprise, surprise.
2: That's right, everybody. Nathan went home to take a shit. Yeah. I don't really do that when I'm at work also. So uh, there, that's going to be the that. name of our episode is <laughs> Nathan, Nathan <laughs> we went, went home to take a, a shit. shit. Yeah. All right, guys, well, thanks for listening. Call him shit break. American Pie Joke. For Adios, motherfucker.
3: pc.com please subscribe rate and review us on iTunes Stitcher Radio and Podbean you can also check out the show notes for links about things we talked about in this episode thanks so much this
2: has been a production of the GWW Radio Network please don't forget to subscribe rate and review us on iTunes Stitcher and SoundCloud Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at TheGWW.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more! Geeks Assemble!